Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I'm your host, once again, Hunter Salazar, and today I'm joined by... Hello, it's Josh. And... Hercules. Josh and Hercules. So, uh, Josh actually has a list of um, a lot of beings that a lot of people think are uh, mythological or don't exist, but I'm going to give my uh, my feedback on them, and then we're going to kind of... We're going to kind of talk about these various beings. So what's the first one on the list, Josh? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. So my idea of Bigfoot is that I don't think Bigfoot exists in the same way that people usually think that he exists, that he's a missing link. I usually think of Bigfoot as kind of out of time. Um, he's a, he's a, a pre-humanity spiritual form that phases in and out of existence. And... At one point, we were much more spiritual, and but also more primal and more cre- and more like creatures, and uh, you know you could say animals, but more like creatures that didn't have a particular form, um, like we think of as existing in this timeline. So I think that way back um, when we were more, um, I guess you could say primal, that there were certain points where we can phase in and out of existence, and that's what we kind of see as Bigfoot in, in now is that he doesn't actually or they don't actually exist wholesale, but they phase in and out of existence from who we used to be. Um, but there is definitely a spiritual potential to Bigfoot. I don't think he's completely matter. I don't think they are completely matter or completely uh, founded in matter. I think very much it's a, it's a, it's a deal of phasing in and out of existence from a, a prior spiritual form that humanity had. Does that make sense to everybody? Or makes a lot of sense. Um, next one, Mothman. Mothman, uh, definitely. <laughs> so some of these are going to be like, yep, they're all dimensional creatures. But uh, Mothman, I don't think that he was ever. I don't think that anything that is Mothman is one thing, or that it was ever humanity. I think that Mothman is a dim- dimensional creature that that basically comes in and out of this dimension in order to either observe or feed upon uh, people's energy. Um, so when we, ha- when we see Mothman, you know, f- flying about with red eyes, um, either it's, it's a being that, that is patrolling or it's a being that is gathering energy. Um, Mothman never really gets close to anybody, super close, and there's not a lot, lot of... Uh, uh, accounts of Mothman hurting anybody, it's always standoffish, always um, reserved, um, but always very alien. Um, and I don't think that something like Mothman would come from a different planet just to fly around over Earth. So to me, it would either be somebody or a being that gathers energy or is observing. Uh, I do not think it is a good being. I think that it is a being that still uh, is something that... Does, has ill intent for us, though I don't know what that ill intent, it, intent is. But uh, that's just kind of my feedback on Mothman. Does, do y'all... Uh, do y'all... So, so, so Mothman was uh, a creature being whose eyes glowed red. Yeah. Yeah. That's first reported, 1966. 1966? Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing is there's a lot of reports around Chicago, and I have no idea why there's a bunch of support... Uh, reports around Chicago, but I mean, there, there's reports all over other cities, but, uh, I don't know, do y'all, do y'all have any feedback as far as, like, the nature of Mothman, or? don't know uh, much about Mothman, actually. Yeah, I, I, I'm just giving my best guess, because, uh, Mothman is not, 
it's not prominent, and also there's not as much sightings as as it, as there is for something like Bigfoot. Um, but there is there are still accounts going back quite a ways. Um, so what's the next one, Josh? So Mothman's the reason to turn off your lights, all the lights in the house. But the next one, you might want to turn some lights on. Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman. Um. <clears throat> so I will say that as far as my opinion, Slenderman doesn't exist per se. But he is an aspect of our psyche. Um, he's the part of ourselves that we don't want to look at, but he wants us to look at. Um, the reason why he has no he has no face or no expressions or no facial features is because it's the part of ourselves that is not defined. Uh, it is the abyssal subconscious of man, uh, perhaps collective. Um, but and you know he often has a suit in folklore. Uh, that also feeds into, into us being pushed into a situation in society to where we have to conform. So in a way, it's both the, uh, the unnaturalness of conformity, but also the, uh, the facelessness of our subconscious that wants us to look at it. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a newbie in terms of cryptids. Oh, for sure. Um, next one, uh, Wendigo? Uh, I literally have no input on Wendigo. <laughs> um, it, I feel like the only thing I know about Wendigo is that it's kind of like a a wolf man. From what well, from what I, uh, I understand, it's like a na- it's like a Native American. Um, ent- oh, that's right, Native American entity, and it represents like uh, insatiable insatiable hunger. It's like you, it eats and eats and like eats. Uh, it's a kind of kind of like represents cannibalism too, like a. The the satiation that they can never be satiated basically is what it represents. I feel like I feel like Wendigo also has to do with shape shifting, right? Is that uh, or does it? I I just vaguely it's, remember. It's like, it looks like a deer that can walk with horns and it, oh. it's really gaunt and like you can see some of its skin like foot, yeah uh, falling off in some parts. It's like kind of like decaying. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about that. The next one, um, chupacabra. <sighs> so this is one of the ones that. Either I think people are faking it or that it might be some really random creature that just like spawned in some corner of the globe that has some kind of supernatural energy to it that just run rampant. But uh, as far as my understanding, I I don't really think Chupacabra exists. Um, Next one, fairies. Fairies. Um, So when it comes to fairies... Uh, a lot of people think that, uh, so basically this is the, the Christian version of what fairies are. Um, fairies are those beings who during when, uh, Satan, you know, gathered one third of the angels to his side and the other two thirds went to God and they had a battle. Fairies are the beings who chose neither side. So they weren't condemned to hell but they weren't allowed into heaven, so they have to they have to be on this earth in some kind of spiritual way, or I mean, uh, I guess you could say supernatural way. Um, they're kind of like the you can call them purgatory beings, but that's the Christian understanding of it. Uh, if we're gonna look at fairies as far as the Nordic or other interpretations of it, I would say that fairies are very much associated with earth. Um, they're very much associated with uh, keeping um, plants. And space is sacred and not for machines, metal, or human beings to establish dwellings in. 
um, they're very close to nature and you can call upon them in order to uh, have dealings with nature or connections to nature. But in essence, um, in other understandings, uh, fairies are fairies are very in between and they're very hard to deal with because there's not they don't deal with uh, human beings in the same way that we would have dealings with each other. Fairies are, are very much the, um, the X factor when it comes to spiritual beings because there's no de- definite uh, label we can pl- uh, put on them uh, for what they do and what they are. Is that, is that, is that like a... Um, when, you, when you try to characterize something... Um, personification... Personification, yeah. Personification. So do, is that kind of like um, the fairies, right? Mm-hmm. Can you personify a fairy, the, the element of a fairy? Uh, it de- Well, it depends on what purpose you, you per- would personify it. Because I would see something or some whatever entity that is that kind of nature that's in between yeah. good and evil. Uh-huh. Right? Does... What so? What is it that they're so decision? They have, they can't make a decision on what side they're on. Uh, it's not a, It's not well. This is just my understanding, but it's not so much that they, they can't make a decision as much as they're very much tied to nature, and there's no definite like good or evil uh, label we can put on nature. But that's just my own input. Um, if we're talking about duality, um, for most Christians, they'd probably be more towards the demonic. But if we're talking about a spectrum, they'd definitely be in between. Uh, at any rate, you, what's the next one, Josh? I wasn't much for the uh, movies, but uh, leprechauns? Leprechauns. Okay. Um, these are beings that are a lot like um, yakshas in, uh, in Hinduism. They, they crave wealth, they crave riches, um, and they amass these things. But they have very little interest in fighting or taking sides. It's more that they they want to collect. They want to collect more and more gold. They want to collect jewels. And they just kind of want to have a hoard. Um, any dealings that you have with leprechauns, understand that they don't look like the Lucky Charms leprechauns. Um, all the accounts from Irish lore says that leprechauns are are very powerful. They're usually very hard to fight. They're very big. They have red hair. They're much bigger than human beings. Um, and they can indeed uh, grant you luck. They can indeed grant you some riches. But you definitely have to give back an equal amount of either service. It's usually service in Irish tales. Or something that they really want from you that could be any number of things. But usually in one Irish tale... Um, this man had to serve this leprechaun for years before, uh, he was granted, uh, any riches. And then another tale served for years before he was, um, granted, a pardon for the, the crime that he committed against this leprechaun. So <clears throat> very tricky beings. They do exist, but they don't exist in the same way that most people think. I heard one thing about leprechauns. I've heard that if you see one and you blink, it was, it will disappear. Uh, yeah, those, very tricky, very loose detail. Yeah, very, very uh, application of magic. Yeah, right? they 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 very much jump around reality in a way that it's hard for us to understand. Um, the next one, um, vampires. Vampires definitely exist, in my opinion. Um, there's psychic vampires. There's sanguine vampires. 
There's infernal vampires. Sanguine vampires always want to drink blood, whether it's a willing participant or it's somebody that they drug or um, uh, knock out in some other way. Um, or, you know, infernal vampires feed on the energy of somebody, but it's very predatory. Uh, the psychic vampires are also predatory, but they don't have as much of the, um, as much as the, uh, demo uh, infernal vampires in the sense that they won't use you up. Psychic vampires can, uh, feed upon the energy that you leave behind or can, uh, briefly feed upon you if you, if you pass them or, or if, or if they have a side of you, infernal vampires will often attach themselves to you or they will try to take uh, all of your uh, energy that you have within you. Um, they very much exist. There's a lot of different uh, delineations of vampires, but um, there's plenty of variations in, in vampires in general. Next one, um, witches. Witches definitely exist. Uh, I know plenty of witches. Um, the, anybody who practices Wicca is a witch. At any rate, go ahead. Werewolves. Werewolves. Okay, werewolves are a big symbol for murder, uh, bestial murder. Um, they represent more of a part of the psyche than actual beings, but there's plenty of shapeshifters that can shapeshift into werewolves, though it's still very rare. Um, and even a lot of the ones that can shapeshift into werewolves, it more has to do with shapeshifting their energy or their psyche or their consciousness. Um, they do exist. They personify bestial nature, and um, they become anybody can become one if they completely give into the animal side of their nature. The the next one, um, these are all I think synonyms for for each other: mm -hmm. Leviathan, Kraken, Cthulhu. Leviathan is <laughs> oh, this one's I know what I know what it is, but it's hard to explain. Uh, Leviathan is. This vast beast that exists within the universal subconscious of every every sentient being. It's the Leviathan of, of torpor, of influencing everything, pulling every energy downward. Um, it is it is always there, always waiting, always wanting everything, and always pulling everything down. Um, that's as best as I can describe Leviathan. What was the one after Leviathan? Uh, Kraken. Kraken, more of a nature spirit. And then you said Cthulhu, right? Cthulhu mm -hmm. is, he's a being of madness. Leviathan's more of, Leviathan is more of a pulling down and gathering of energy in the depths. Whereas Cthulhu is more of a, even though he lives in depths, um, he's much more of a, a chaotic figure influencing everybody to chaos. Um, do you have Do you have another one? Another on the oh no those are the, those are the three synonymous ones. Mm -hmm. um, the next one, um, dragons. Dragons. Uh, dragons have a power nature. They crave power. They crave getting more and more and more. Um, there's some good dragons, but most dragons are very much associated with power. They desire power. They they want to gain as much as possible. You could say that most demons have a very dragon nature. Um, even if they don't hoard gold, per se, they hoard power itself and they crave it. And there's some dragons... Uh, uh, there's some dragons like Dambala who teach man who are 
who are peaceful, who are light-oriented. Uh, but in general, in most cultures, in most actualities, dragons are are very much concerned for gaining rather than giving, if that makes sense. Um, next one, um, giant bats. Giant bats have no input on those. <laughs> okay. um, uh, I'm going to just mention this one. We probably wait, what, do you have, what do you have, Hercules? You got something going on over here. <laughs> I uh, know. I was looking up uh, Leviathan. Leviathan. Uh... Do you find anything on Leviathan you'd like to share? It's just uh, interesting. It's just uh, different pr- perspectives, right? Jude- Judaism, Christianity. We're looking up other different roles. Um, mm-hmm. The demon as a demon of envy, of envy, and one mm-hmm. of the seven princes of hell, corresponding mm-hmm. with the seven deadly sins. Leviathan became associated with. Um, and many or originally have been referred to by the visual motif of the hell mouth, mm. a monstrous animal into whose mouth is the damn disappear. So wasn't he like, like, I don't know, contemporary, like shipwrecked, uh, I know what you're talking you about. You know what I mean? With the, the sailors, uh, a monster, he's a sea yeah, monster, that, right? That, yeah, it's, 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 that's, that feeds into the Kraken interpretation for sure. So it's not wrong. I'm going to give an honorable, honorable mention to this one, Jackalope, but we probably don't know anything about that. Because I literally so, don't even know that. It's like a rabbit with like deer deer antlers. Ooh, sounds nature-based, but I, that's something, all... Like something out of Monty Python, I guess. Yeah, like, <sighs> I don't know, like, just, just based on that symbolism, it feels like, it feels like it could be fertility and nature-based, but also, um, very ferocious. Isn't there a monster that's like a, um, organic... You know, forest creature. Uh, if I, I feel I feel like there's a moss entity or something like a made out of moss. I can't think of anyone in particular that's just forest oriented. The Wiccan God is supposed to be like a kind of like a green. Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking like antlered entity. It might be what you might be referring to. I guess I'm not so, sure. Yeah, please. Um, let's see. Uh, this one's good. Shadow people. Shadow people. Oof. Wow. So there's a lot of people that know more about this than I do, so anything that I say will sound kind of stupid. But my understanding of shadow people is that they are sentient shadows that know how to coalesce power where there are shadows in this realm and then influence this realm and talk to people or influence people based on coalescing their power within the shadows, like literal shadows. They are basically sentient shadows that are a bleed over from the shadow dimension. Um, shadow children are something that I've heard about quite a bit, and they often they often appear as children, but are very like um, shadowy in uh, how they look. Their eyes are usually like completely white or something like that, <clears throat> and um, they always ask really weird things like, "Hey, can you come out here?" or something like that, or like, "Hey, um, can we come in?" Uh, uh, they always ask something that if you agree to then you always end up with uh, the short end of the stick as far as like, but that's why if you ever encounter a shadow child, uh, just be like, no, you can't come in. Just it, something, if something doesn't feel right about the child and they're just cloaked in darkness, refuse it. Um, that's all I really have to say about that. We're getting close, but uh, what about Krampus? Krampus, oh, Krampus is a uh, German fascination with the horrific <laughs> I don't I don't actually think that Krampus exists. I think that it's just a a, a reversal play on 
Santa, to be honest. That's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but it feels it feels both pagan as far as, you know, you better watch out. It could be part of the wild hunt as far as, you know, the Germanic idea of the wild hunt and the dead, you know, coming around the winter time and everybody locks their doors and then the dead, you know, travel on horseback, on dead horses and uh, look for anybody who's outside or other dead souls to gather them. Um, that's... That's the only thing I could possibly compare it to. Um, this one has to do with many accounts of sleep paralysis, the hag. Too vague. I, 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 I think it's also called the sea hag or something. I, I can't recall. Uh, sounds like a being who is a um, a uh, half creature, half human type of figure. I mean, you know, hag in general is like a really is like a witch that is not mainly human, in my understanding. Mm. But that's all that I really got for that. Okay, uh, UFOs. Oh, God. <laughs> that can be a... That's a I number. I could go on to the list. <laughs> that's a, that's oh, a, wow, that's good. That's a number of things. Okay, so... So, that. a lot of people... A lot of people won't agree with what my opinion on it. That's why I'm a little bit hesitant, but I'll say it anyway. Is that I think that most UFOs that we see is not necessarily aliens from across the galaxy or other parts of the universe as much as it is us from millions of years in the future trying to figure out what happened in our past. Uh, basically glorified anthropologists who have, who have evolved past us but wanted to understand who we were or who they were in the past. So... I think that plays in a Project Blue book, but that's that's my so most UFOs we see have to do with you know they're basically us, but anthropologists who come from millions of years from now. But I also believe that there's plenty of life in other parts of this galaxy and universe. I just think that the most we see because we're so isolated is just us from the future. So they're able to uh, figure out exactly where we are because they are us in the future. I, I got a okay, go question ahead. on that. Um, so I think UFOs, if they did exist, they can't, we have like man has the trump card in that, like, well, how can, how, if they make themselves known, we're just going to blow up the world anyways. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. So you're saying I like. I mean, there would be like a nuclear war, right? Because you're like, okay, it's a foreign enemy. It's not like they're going to come and say like, well, we're friendly. We're, we're peace. I mean, it doesn't matter what they I, say. I, I think that's why they don't contact us directly because yeah. they think we'll do just that. But the thing, the question, the weird question is, is like, you would think that they would have some technology to dismantle, but there's like limitations. on. They, their they could, but they might affect their future if they're us. At the same time, they also might, there might be some kind of, if they're not us in the future, then it might, they might just be looking at us like we're an ant farm. And like you know, when you, when you're a kid, you have an ant farm, and you observe the ants as they're like going about their business. So uh, I actually really loved having an ant farm. May, we could either be like that, or it might be us from the future, or they're just like oh, we really don't want to mess with these guys. We just kind of want to watch them. I, I if I have no doubt that either us from the future or aliens could dominate this planet if they wanted. I honestly just don't think that they find a reason to do so. Um, like, if they have that level of technology, they can gather whatever resources they need from other places. They don't need us to be slaves or something like that. They can just use machines. Does that make sense? Anybody? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's no reason for them to, like, kind of go to, like, go to a brutish, a planet of brutes and, like, like, yeah. planet of brutes for, like, what, like, 
our resources because exactly that's like what Owen Hunter said. It's like there's so many resources throughout the universe. There's no need to go to Earth, except to maybe you know take take note of the fact that there's life on this planet. Yeah. And it's like you know kind of ties into what he said as well. Like just kind of observe, maybe maybe even like intercede in some ways. Maybe they do. Maybe some aliens. Maybe there are other alien races. You know that. Some are bad, some are good, and the good ones, they try to, like, intercede and try to, like, help people through things. Yeah, personally, I think that if there was aliens, that they would for sure dismantle all the nuclear weapons, and then they would teach us their their technology. Okay, I mean, that's a valid point. But there would have to be some connection between aliens and man. Like, it would be, like, uh, some outside connection that we we're not aware of. Sure, I mean, that's that's definitely always possible. I mean, like, I, I definitely don't claim to have the answers Unless sure. they look at us as, like, a virus. Then it would be... Well, then we'd be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way... <laughs> there's no way... So, yeah, it depends on their perspective, right? Isn't it funny, though, in alien movies, it's always like, oh, they want to conquer our planet either to use us as slaves or to use our planet for resources, when, like, they have so much technology <laughs> in those movies where it's like, why the, why would they give a crap about Earth? Like, <laughs> or why would they need us as slaves? They could just create robots or, like... <laughs> we're actually really inefficient slaves because we need food... And we, yeah, we need sleep. We only last for a little bit of time. But like in alien movies, it, it seems like it's always just like they want to use us for slave labor and get our resources. I think that it actually is plays into a human centric fear of something that's outside that actually plays into our history of our relationship to one another. Like we're we're now the world is so connected. It's not so much that we fear other countries, though we still do. But now our fears are bigger than they used to be. We're we're afraid of something that's outside our our understanding, but our understanding is the world, so it's it's outside of our solar system in general. So our fears just get pushed off into bigger and bigger cosmic uh, manifestations. Uh, that could be part of why we are obsessed with alien movies, because I sure I am. Um, but that might be part. Of, it might be playing into our fear. I'm not really sure. I love me some xenomorphs. Xenomorphs. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, big fan. <laughs> between Predator and Xenomorph, like Xenomorph, that's I'm all I'm all in on Xenomorph. <laughs> Man, I will say that Predator cheats. He has gadgets. Okay, no, I will say I love Predator. You know, well, here's the thing. Here's why I love Predator. I love Predator because it's like uh, they have like high tech weapons, but they have a very tribal like culture. And, like, once you kill your first alien, you carve, like, you carve the letter into your head with, like, the alien acid from the alien. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I, I think I just love the fact that they have a really, like, advanced but tribal culture. Maybe that's why I like them. But I will say that, ultimately, if I was placing bets, I would bet on the aliens. Like, the, uh, like, the alien versus predator, I'd probably bet on the aliens because they just duplicate and, and are just so ferocious. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Do y'all have any like uh, sci-fi ideas as far as like sci-fi preferences? Like, what are your what are your favorite aliens? Let me just say, what what are the what are your favorite aliens or the funniest ones? Like, there was a ta- there was attack from Mars where like the aliens were super goofy. Like, do you remember that? Oh yeah, the, turn, the one lady was trying to do, like a little chihuahua thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super goofy, but it was funny because it kind of like. It kind of like messed with my psyche. I'm like, oh god, this is like a really wacky alien version. Uh, yeah, I have to go with. I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, probably Predator. Predator. Yeah. The engineer, yeah. the engineer from Ooh. Prometheus is so such a. It's like crazy. It's like uh, they're like obviously military military type aliens, and that's in that culture or whatever. 
of uh, DNA, but like uh, the military ones are like no joke because they are like, you know, they're really buff, really strong, and super intelligent all at the same time. It's really interesting. Just an interesting like conceptualization of an alien in, a, in one of Ridley Scott's films, at least. And I like how they made it seem like they were like they were our gods from the past, like that it was very much like. Oh, these are the ones who taught us things, and we thought they were giants just because they're bigger. So I like how it played into. So I I don't agree that of course that would that's actually true because I think we have been in contact with gods, but uh, it was cool how they played into you know you know they're just giant versions of us, and then we worship them. So it was it was definitely a good play when it comes to uh, writing that film. At any rate, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, if y'all have any closing thoughts about mythological beings, feel free to say so, or I'll just go ahead and uh, say my own. Do you have any? Mm, nah, what do you... Okay, here's here's my question. What do y'all wish that exists, even though it might be scary? The bunny from uh, Holy Grail. <laughs> from Money Python? Yes. That is amazing. And, 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 and jointly, uh, Tim has to exist too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think anybody can beat that. Because <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, try to beat that, Frank. <laughs> uh, you know, I would say probably like some ghosts. Like there is prob- there's probably like some uh, supernatural power yeah. uh, that is able to manifest itself into whatever entity entity you fear the most so mm. that's why i'm wondering like all these different uh characters beings, beings yeah. yeah they're manifestations but someone it had to be real at some point i think like a fairy or yeah. leprechaun or the shadow shadow yeah. child that makes sense yeah so mine is kind of funny i i hope that my understanding of bigfoot, bigfoot is correct and they're just us from like millions of years ago but we had like spiritual powers to like phase in and out of existence it's a it's a it's a far-reaching like it's out there it's out there nobody has given this explanation but and you know i'm probably wrong but man i if uh if in a hundred years like holy crap hunter was correct <laughs> that would be the best <laughs> just us from the past with spiritual powers anyway um thank you all very much for watching i mean not watching listening um thank you very much josh for joining me thank you and thank you uh hercules yo and uh i hope to hear from all of you on the channel in the future